This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, October 19th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Dems look to boost EPA. New push for rural vax. Rescuing salty soils. Senate Democrats release partisan spending bills. Senate Democrats have set up a new fight with Republicans by releasing a tranche of fiscal 22 spending bills that don't have GOP support. The bills include funding for the EPA and the Departments of Interior and Labor. By contrast, the Senate Appropriations Committee in August approved an FY22 spending bill for USDA and FDA that does have bipartisan support. The partisan interior EPA bill released yesterday would increase the budget for the Environmental Protection Agency by $1.3 billion to more than $10.5 billion. The House version would provide about $11.3 billion for EPA. The higher funding for EPA's clean air and climate program, as well as its compliance and enforcement efforts, will enable the agency to tackle climate change and support clean air and clean water for communities across the country. That according to the Senate Appropriation Committee's Democratic majority. By the way, the committee report for the Labor Department's funding bill urges OSHA to issue a rule by the end of FY22 for protecting workers from high temperatures. OSHA said last month that it was beginning the rulemaking process for a heat standard. Public service ads to push COVID vaccines. A new series of public service announcements launching today aims to educate rural residents, especially those in the South and the Midwest, about COVID-19 vaccinations. The new PSAs from the Ad Council and COVID Collaborative were developed with support from the American Farm Bureau Federation, National Association of Farm Broadcasters, and the Cooperative Extension Service, and others. The ads, quote, showcase the first-hand impact of the COVID-19 pandemic and vaccines for seven individuals and families, the council said. They include family pharmacists in Texas, a football coach in North Carolina, newlyweds in Mississippi, family farmers in Kansas and Georgia, a lifelong cowboy in Texas, and a self-proclaimed sports mom in Georgia. AFBF President Zippy Duvall, who shared his experience with COVID last year and has been vaccinated, said, I appreciate the many other farmers, ranchers, and rural neighbors who are sharing their journeys too, including those in these new PSAs. Why it matters? In September, COVID-19 case rates were roughly 54% higher in rural America than elsewhere, according to the council. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. Dairy Management Incorporated serves America's 34,000-plus dairy farmers and dairy importers by managing research and marketing programs aimed at promoting dairy consumption and protecting the good image of dairy farmers, dairy products, and the dairy industry. 
funded entirely by dairy farmers, DMI has distinguished itself as a strategic consultant and valuable resource to businesses and organizations in the food and beverage sector that seek to increase sales and raise their image through the innovative use of dairy and dairy ingredients. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. EPA probing risk of PFAS in fertilizer sources. EPA plans to study the risk of PFAS at contamination for biosolids, also known as sewage sludge, as a part of a plan to address the toxic legacy of the so-called forever chemicals. Farmers often use the materials as a cheap way to add nutrients to their soil, but studies have detected the presence of PFAS in a high percentage of biosolids tested. EPA's Inspector General found in 2018 that EPA's most recent list of pollutants found in biosolids with incomplete risk assessments included 352 pollutants. In its plan, EPA said it would complete a risk assessment for PFOA and PFOS, two of the more than 9,000 PFAS chemicals in biosolids by winter 2024 that will serve as the basis for determining whether regulation of PFOA and PFOS in biosolids is appropriate, according to EPA. At its roadmap announced yesterday, the agency also said it plans to propose a national drinking water standard for two key chemicals by next fall, with the final standard to fall in the fall of 2023. Pandemic slows March to end worldwide hunger. An anti-hunger advocate says the pandemic has slowed meeting a major goal to end global hunger by 2030. We can't go with the pace that we are now. We have to accelerate that pace at all fronts and every continent. That World Food Prize Foundation President Barbara Stenson speaking to AgriPulse. This week, the foundation is holding its annual Borlaug Dialogue, a series of panel discussions, presentations, and other events that focus on global food security. Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack, along with the Mexican and Canadian officials, are scheduled to speak. Stenson says nearly 800 million people worldwide are expected to go hungry this year. FAO tackles growing salt-affected farmland. Roughly 2.5 million acres of land across the globe isn't fertile enough to grow crops because of high salt levels. The situation is worsening, according to the United Nations Food and Agriculture Organization. FAO says that improper use of fertilizer as well as deforestation and rising sea levels all contribute to the growing salinity and loss of land that could otherwise be used to grow crops, often in places that need them the most. To combat the problem, FAO is bringing together more than 3,000 specialists this week with the aim of sharing knowledge on salinity prevention, management, and at adaptation in the context of food security, climate change, and ecosystem restoration, and establishing critical connections among policymakers, food producers, scientists, and practitioners. FAO's Global Symposium on Salt-Affected Soils runs from Wednesday through Friday. Brazil planting soybeans at a rapid pace. Brazilian farmers have already planted 22% of this year's soybean crop, 
the second fastest planting pace ever at this point, according to a new analysis from the consulting firm Agrao. The Brazilian states of Mato Grosso and Parana are driving the rapid pace so far, but other states are gaining ground quickly. With soil moisture at more favorable levels in much of the country and producers taking advantage of the open time intervals to put the machines in the field, planting of the 21-22 soybean crop advancing quickly last week, according to Agrell. Republicans ask Vilsack to deliver biofuel assistance. Eight Republican senators from Midwestern states are pressing the USDA to release $700 million in pandemic relief to biofuel producers. A letter led by Iowa Republicans Joni Ernst and Charles Grassley assert that biofuel producers are still suffering negative consequences of the pandemic. As feedstock has experienced historic highs, Margins to produce biofuel have risen, and many plants remain offline or are operating at reduced rates, the letter says. A USDA press release from June 15 said the department planned to implement the assistance within 60 days of the announcement. Here's today's He Said It. I wish I could say it will conclude in the near future, but I could easily see this extending throughout 2021, and well into 2022. That Mike Steenhoek, Executive Director of the Soy Transportation Coalition, on the disruptions being seen in the shipping, rail, trucking, and barge industries. Well, that's Daybreak for this Tuesday, October 19th, brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley. 